Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right, with us right now, we've got the author of the Emotional Detox series, Sherrianna Boyle, up in Massachusetts. Sherrianna, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Josh. Uh, what percentage of the population, like uh, let's, let's say we're talking to a business owner audience, largely you know, US, Canadian, Australian, European, what percentages of, of us do you believe um, deals with anxiety of some sort from time to time? Oh, well, I mean, for, for as far as a statistical standpoint, there's about 40 million people in the U S there's about 250 million people worldwide. I mean, and I think those are under personally, Mm -hmm. because I've been watching the statistics for a while and I'm like, seriously, they haven't changed that much like with COVID. So I feel like they need a nice update. Um, but the, it's it's very high, and it's not it's not just that it's it's business owners, but it's also their deal. People are dealing it more with their children. I'm finding so you might have a business owner with a family who where they might have a partner who's suffering from anxiety or a child that's dealing with anxiety, and of course that's going to influence you at work as well. You know you can put a lot of pressure on business owners, because already you have a lot on your plate. (laughs) And then if your child is suffering, um, it's a real strain. And I talked to a lot of entrepreneurs who said, who work with me and then some made their children um, because it's, it's all consuming. For somebody who may not have a a label on their emotions, Mm. uh, what, what does anxiety look like? Well, you know, there's the clinical there, there's the, the way that you sort of, you know, the symptoms, you identify the symptoms, which are physical and physiological in nature, but I have my own definition, if that's okay, Josh, I've developed it with the emotional detox for anxiety. And here's how I see it. And anxiety is an emotion or some emotions looking to be processed, but can't because we won't let it. And what that simply means is, is it show these emotions show up. And sometimes what I find with anxiety, it's, it's a form of control. If we're thinking it's our way of sort of managing anxiety is really known for chronic thinking and ruminating and wanting to fix something. And so business owners are kind of used to that anyway. (laughs) They tend to be the solutions. They tend to be the people people complain to if something's wrong. So already we're good at that. But then what we don't realize is it can cross the line and we can actually be suppressing our own emotions. And that over time is going to take its toll on you physically you know, mentally, your ability to connect with yourself, with others, and you might feel a little bit of a distance here, or maybe disconnect from people, um, or you don't understand things as well. Maybe people are telling you things and you're like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm doing everything. <laughs> I'm doing everything. But it's because we're not feeling and we won't understand things fully without feeling, Josh. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, so, um, you know, I've had the opportunity to speak for the Tony Robbins organization. And I know one thing that Tony talks about just in terms of the success of a business is 90% of it comes down to the psychology of the business owner, um, you know, making those really, really big decisions. And oftentimes, it can be really easy to make those decisions in a space of anxiety. Sometimes that might be helpful sometimes that's probably not helpful. So there is a financial or a business success component to your ability to, uh, I don't want to say manage your emotions, but work with your emotions. Mm -hmm. And so can you talk maybe a little bit more about the kind of the business side or the, I want to say the consequences, but Mm -hmm. you know, there, there's, you know, for someone who is running a business, um, even if it's just a small business, Mm -hmm. you make dozens, if not, you know, a hundred or more micro decisions every day. And every one of those decisions are influenced by your emotions. That's right. So you, you, there's two sides of the coin. You can make a decision without processing your feelings first, and that's going to look a certain way. It's going to feel a certain way. It's going to come out a certain way. Or you can process your emotions and then make your decisions or let your emotions make your decisions for you. I do that all the time in business. I sit down and I, I go through this. I created a, a system called Cleanse. It's seven steps of an emotional detox. It's an acronym of cleanse. I go through the steps and I just let my emotions say, okay, where's my energy going today? Where's my focus going to go today? What do I need to pay attention to? And I let my emotions make those decisions for me. Um, I work with them. They're like a, it's like a partnership. It, it supports me more than ever. But when, as far as a business standpoint, I, what I recommend is you never making a decision before you process your emotions. And people don't process because they don't know how, Josh. They've never been taught. We've been taught how to label an emotion, talk about an emotion, but we don't know how to process it. And that's why I created Cleanse and I keep writing books on the cleanse to show people this is the how. This is how you do that. It takes 10 minutes of your day and then make your decisions after you process. Most of us do it before. And it's really when you do it before, you take your chance of making it on reactivity and not on from a state of of energy, a state of calm, a state of being solid. And, and so people feel that it has a ripple effect. And a lot of times those decisions, it's like, you got to make another decision. They got to make another mm-hmm. decision. It's like, you got to bandaid everything. It's like piecing everything together where, whereas if you come from a state of processing, it just feels more solid and grounded and people feel that in you and people will respond more to how you feel than what you say and do. And that's the shift. Yeah. So let's talk about now um, when we, I want to talk from, from a couple of perspectives. Um, And the first one would be um, we'll start with how to manage when anxiety is present. And then the next thing I'll I'll definitely want to talk about is then just um, every day in terms of like, what are the things that we can do to keep us in a space where if we know that we're prone to these overwhelming, you know, overwhelming, overwhelming feelings of dread and worry and anxiety, and we start, you know, you know, replaying conversations and blah, 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 you know, we're just kind of, um, 
um, what's that term? I'm ruminating, right? Um, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get into the, the the preemptive stuff in just a minute because I know that that's really important. Mm-hmm. But, um, Chariana, what are some of your tried and true best techniques for when we can't get our brain to be quiet? <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. it's just like we're, yeah. we're worried about blah, 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 you know, whether it's money or, you know, not having enough customers or, you know, disappointing our customers or whatever that might be. Well, whatever it is that you decide to do, you want it to be consistent. So, because you're actually changing the brain in order to change the brain, you have to do something on a regular basis. But the first step of the cleanse, I'll describe it that way. The C is called clear reactivity. So exactly mm-hmm. what you're saying. And, and basically that is the step where you, t- it's called toning your vagus nerve. I don't know if you've heard of that before, but your vagus nerve comes out the brainstem, it goes all the way through your body, out through the colon. It intersects with almost every single organ in your body. It, in, it impacts your digestive system, your intestines. And so a lot of people with anxiety, they feel it in their stomach. They feel it in their gut. They're not sure, is this my gut? Am I just anxious? Am I just worried? I don't know, right? And and we know it's anxiety again by that chronic thinking. So when you tone your vagus nerve, which can be done through simple stretches. It can be done through gargling, salt water, or mouthwash. It can be done on a regular basis by splashing freezing cold water on your face first thing in the morning. It's a, it's called vagal toning. And when you do that, you're basically saying to your body uh, that it's safe. It's safe to feel because it's not going to feel your emotions if it doesn't feel safe. And a lot of times when you're ruminating and all that stuff, you're worrying, you're imagining the worst case scenario, right? You're going through and and your body's like, oh my God, oh my God. And last thing it's going to want to do is feel an emotions and be like, screw that. So vagal toning every day is important, like brushing your teeth. And I just gave three examples of ways you could do that. It's the very first step of my cleanse formula. Hmm. Number one, tone your vagus nerve. um, And then you go on to the other steps. But if there is something that you want to sort of carve out, I would be toning your vagus nerve. And there's many studies on that support that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sorry, just so I make sure I understand, you know, what we would do um, to tone our vagal vagus nerve. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I think a lot of people is just like, listen, you know, take a minute and just breathe. There's nothing, you know, that's helpful, but how could we do that more effectively? Yeah. So I, I like the toning of the vagus nerve, uh, through a neck stretch. That's my, my go-to. And the way that I do it, Josh, is I take my right, my right hand on my opposite shoulder, Mm -hmm. because now we're crossing the midline, we're crossing the hemispheres of the brain. Then I drop my ear to the shoulder. So I'm getting the stretch, Mm -hmm. but because I'm crossing the over the midline, I'm getting neuroactivity crossing from right, left hemisphere. So you're breaking that pattern up of reactivity. Then you bring your head back to center. Now, a lot of times, now you put your arm down. A lot of times when people do a stretch, they go right to the other side. I recommend you sit for a moment, a sec, 10 seconds, and you observe and wait for that breath because it will come, (laughs) right? If you sit here for five seconds, all of a sudden you're going to feel your body. It's like oxygen deprivation. Mm -hmm. It wants 
and inhale, and you got to be patient. Then you go to the other side, left hand on that right shoulder, and you're going to cross that midline. And again, I'm holding this for about four seconds. It takes about 60 seconds to process an emotion, Josh. That's Mm -hmm. it. Right. Mm-hmm. After that, you're in re actually it's about 90 seconds. I'm sorry. After that, this was written by um Jill Bolt Taylor and her and her um all her neuroscience research. After that, you're in reactivity. You're not feeling anything. Yeah. So then you come back to center. And again, you want to sit in that space for about five seconds. Let that inhale come in let that exhale come out. I'm not forcing it. You notice a lot of people like take a deep breath, inhale. Right. And that's great down the road, but I feel like you have to be a little gentler than that and let it sort of happen. Now, you know, it's like being pushed, you know, someone's like pushing you around. You're like, leave me alone. (laughs) Right. Let me breathe the way I want to breathe. You breathe the way you breathe. And I think you got to let it sort of happen. Um, naturally, because some little breaths, what I've learned in my work with grief with people is sometimes that little breath was all they could do. And I learned the value of grief, um, through toning the vagus nerve and watching the tremendous change in people by not pushing their breath too quick, too fast. Wow. Um, now, um, breathing, um, I know people will talk about the importance of belly breathing. Can you talk about, you know, where we want that breath, maybe the pace, are we holding it, that sort of thing? So that's actually my, it doesn't happen until the third step of the cleanse, the breath. Yeah, I, I have the first step is the clear reactivity. The second step is to actually acknowledge the emotion, which emotions, which I have a certain way of doing that. And, you know, so for example, you know, when I feel overwhelmed or when I feel, um, overextended, you know, this is some things that business people feel, or when I feel responsible for the well being of others, or um, when I feel that I, you know, people don't like me, you know, <laughs> that can happen too, or they're upset with me, you know, it, it makes me feel. And that's when the breath comes in, Josh, not the dialogue. That's when you want to start to invoke breath. It makes me feel, and then you want to inhale. Now I've got that extended and exhale breath. And that's when that navel pulls into the spine. Okay. That's when I want to start to elicit what's underneath all of that. Um, Let it come out. Let it, I always say, let it be seen, heard, and validated, but do it through the breath not through talk because the talk will just be a bunch of reactivity and most of it will be a big fat lie. (laughs) I love that because, um, you know, it's saying like, if my brain is ruminating on something, you know, Mm -hmm. oftentimes my initial kind of you know, ego reaction, my initial reaction is like, oh my gosh, I'm worried about this upcoming conversation. Like it is almost always fine. It works out fine. So I like, you know, almost having like a, um, you know, I know sometimes making a thought look or feel ridiculous is actually a really helpful technique. Um, And so I love that, like, that's a big fat lie. 
you know, and, and that being our, yeah. you know, one yeah. of our initial, well, oh, 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 here comes, you know, worry or, you know, um, ruminating, you know, you know what, that's a big fat lie. I'm really good at <laughs> that sort of conversation. I'm going to be fine. Like logically now it might not sink in, but I think it might be yeah. um, a helpful step in the whole process. And then we go into, yeah. you know, our, our, you know, kind of, you know, addressing the vagus nerve and then, you know, getting to, uh, that, that breathing. Well, the vagus nerve's always first. The vagus yeah. nerve is always first top, Wonderful. top, top, because I'm not, I'm not going to touch emotions without making myself feel safe. Mm. It, it's just a kinder, gentler, more compassion. I don't, you know, I don't know about you. If somebody ever approaches me, tell me how you feel. It feels a little like, woo, oh, hey, hey, la, la, you know, um, I, I, if somebody said, oh, you know, let's just stretch our necks, you know, together yeah. and take a kind of, you know, then you'd be like, okay, all right, this feels kind of good. I can kind of relax. Your body starts to relax. Then you acknowledge the emotions. Then you, then you answer it with the breath then you go on to the next steps. Every step builds on each other. That's the beauty of it. They all support each other till it's one fluid practice. Mm -hmm. Shariana, um, how do you, like, so obviously you've got the book, right? And, um, um, and, and emotional detox for anxiety. Is that on Amazon or do they need to go to your website to buy that? Well, the core book is emotional detox. That's where the whole thing birthed from. Mm -hmm. Then I wrote emotional detox for anxiety specific to that. Um, they go to my website, they go to Amazon, they go wherever you buy a book. Um, the core book really lays out the foundation for an emotional detox. So it's going to, it's going to talk about food. It's going to talk about what is this whole, um, it's like, you got to build the home, you know, it's like a business, you got to mm -hmm. have foundation. Um, and I found you can't just give people a bunch of tools. And I find that when I go around speaking to different companies, they want me to come in and give a couple tools, but I want to give the, I want to give the platform, right? There's a foundation. You have to have people understand what am I building here? And what is this based on? Because otherwise you might be a little hesitant. I don't know. I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if this is just a bunch of BS. So that's, that's how that works. And then the, my book in the fall, I wrote 135 emotional detoxes and that's called emotional detox. Now mm. that literally has every situation you've ever encountered work, life, home Wonderful. relationships. Yeah. I wrote them all out. So it's going to be there for everybody. And all the work is done for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's great. Yeah. Um, and I know that you do private coaching as well. You work in small classes. Um, what are you typically doing um, when you're working individually with somebody? So when I work one-on-one, -on -one, um, we just can go very, very deep in the cleanse. You know, I can, I can pick up on things that sometimes a person isn't aware of themselves, you know, just gives you that more in-depth experience and a lot of times I'll say to people, I don't know how you would have picked that up on your own. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even know how I picked that up <laughs> because it's that layered and it's that deep and it's so in the subconscious. So I'm really there to help people see the pattern um, and help them sort through that. And then they are the ones cleansing it. I'm giving them the tools and the guidance, but I really believe it's 
you know, that's the best way to empower someone is teach them how to do it. And so that's what I do one-on-one in a group. I just kind of take whatever's the pulse, you know? So Mm -hmm. if everyone's feeling overextended, that's what we're going to work with. That's what we're going to be cleansing. Um, And really what we're doing is we're feeling the emotions underneath that. We're not talking about them. Let me be clear. Mm. I'm not getting into all the drama. I don't want to know anybody's name. I don't Mm want to know who did what, who said what, and how much. I just don't want to know because that's not going to be helpful to the process. It's about feeling. And um, yeah, yeah. You, people, you know, you should- once they, I was just, wa- I, I was actually just watching a video on this. They were talking about, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, being able to kind of simmer down and and manage some of the emotional or physical response to something. Then you can go back. And if you, if you have work to do, right, that you could do that with a licensed therapist or whatever, mm-hmm. but at least this puts you in a more managed, like where you can, you can manage the extremes uh, and keep yourself at closer to a baseline, you know, where your anxiety isn't. And, and I feel like that that's a helpful tool to then be able to better process with, you know, if that needs to happen, right? Or, you know, maybe you just sure. need to have a difficult conversation, Right. And so, oh my gosh, could you imagine like one person has done, you know, work on the Vegas, right. And they've got, they've got through the whole process and they go into a conversation versus someone who's like at a 10, right. And go into a conversation. Oh, please. Right. (laughs) What a huge difference that that is going to turn out to be. This is important work uh, to, 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 to work with, you know, just what we got, the way the body is wired, the way the brain works. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, it it can actually really enhance your therapy practice with whoever you're doing therapy with, because a lot of times you can go to therapy and you never really get to the meat of it. But once mm. you get and you start feeling and you start pulling up these patterns and then your therapy becomes, you know, I really want to work on this. Can you really show me how to do this? This is what I'm aware of. And, and so it becomes more directed and you get to, you don't just sit there and wait for something to happen. <laughs> so a lot of therapists actually work with me and they're finding it's helping their professional practice by having, yeah. doing these tools on themselves. Cause everybody needs support. Even, even people in mental who help other people need help sometimes. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I've heard that a lot. Yeah. My wife is a licensed marriage and family therapist. I know like anxiety, uh, She's she mentions that it's it's pretty much <laughs> like yeah. every every third to fourth call, like we're talking very specifically about you know yeah. coping with anxiety and like how to how to better regulate and self-regulate that sort of thing. So well, this is fantastic, Sherriana. Your website yeah. is sherianaboyle.com and that's S H E R I A N N A Boyle B O Y L E dot com. And of course, that's in the show notes. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, um, just click and we've got the link all there for you. Um, your looks like your 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 new book or your your the kind of the book that you're highlighting, you've got a lot of books, um, yeah. but emotional detox for anxiety. Uh, anything else that folks should look for? Yeah, just, you know, those books will give you the tools that I'm talking about. Each one has the cleanse. And I think it's whatever you're drawn to. A lot of people 
really feel the core book, emotional detox sort of sets them up and then mm. they move on to emotional detox for anxiety. They should look for emotional detox now next fall. Maybe, maybe if you have availability, I can come back and highlight that and show you how that works. And we can actually cleanse <laughs> together. So <laughs> sounds great. Shariana, thank you so much for joining thank us. You. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.